Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the show that might be named by next week, uh, featuring Will and George. As always, this is Will, and I have George joining me today. How are you doing today, George? I'm good. Really curious to see what your thoughts on this MCU upcoming 2022 is. Are. Yeah, ah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, great segue. So like kind of what we talked about last week about um, we ranked our anticipation for the DC projects coming in 2022. Uh, this time we are ranking the MCU uh, projects going into 2022. Uh, the things you might change, this is just going to be Marvel MCU stuff. Not like there's much more Marvel stuff coming out, but we're not including across the Spider-Verse on this. We're just including the MCU. Uh, last week for the DC movies, there's a lot of like confusion on what exact timeline or I guess continuity they fit in. So that's why we combined everything into one. But this one, there are several projects that we know are in the MCU that uh, we are going to talk about and we do have we have all the confirmed ones uh, there have been rumors going about about what will make it in 2022 and what won't but pending until we hear an official statement from disney or marvel we'll just stick to what we're already aware of um, and this list will also not include the marvel's guardians of the galaxy christmas special uh, as it's probably we assume it'll just be a short and it doesn't seem to have much viability other than maybe some volume three things going out of it. Yeah. And yeah, just like George said, we are not including the holiday special, but the ones we are including, um, uh, we're going to be including moon Knight. I think that's going to be the first project to, to come out this year. So you're going to have moon Knight, a doctor strange Two, black Panther Two, Thor three, she-Hulk and Miss Marvel. So we have three confirmed films and we have three confirmed TV shows. We were going to have four confirmed films this year, but the Marvels got pushed back till 2023. So you won't be seeing on that list. So those six I just mentioned are going to be the ones we're ranking uh, so far this time. Uh, but before we talk about that, there are a couple of other things I would like to mention or talk about just a kind of, you know, a good introduction and kind of, and kind of more things to talk about this episode. Um, IMDB reported that the Batman, uh, the one coming out March 4th is going to have a total runtime of get this two hours and 55 minutes. That's essentially the same runtime as Endgame, and three hours is a long time for a movie. How did you feel, George, when if this IMDb report is to be true, um, which hasn't been taken down yet, and usually if IMDb reports false information on movies yet to be released, it changes pretty quickly. But right now that runtime of 255 is staying on there. So if indeed the Batman is two hours and 55 minutes, uh, how do you feel about that? I think it's all right. When you texted me this morning, I had to, I sat up and watched, I had to Google what, how long Endgame was really quick. Um, yeah. But it also, as long as it continues to be action, well, the nice thing is that even if it has breaks, uh, Bruce Wayne's actually an interesting character. So mm -hmm. even some downtime is going to be the worst, but I assume there's going to be a lot of action. I And they're probably also trying to develop Batman um, really, really well. So that way they have a reason to bring him back fairly soon, you'd hope. Yeah, what this what this long see 
I you understand why Endgame was that long, right? Because it was the culmination of everything. And you can understand why movies that are further along in a franchise usually have longer run times. But for like a first movie in a franchise to be almost three hours, there's a couple of things that tells me. Uh, the first thing is that Matt Reeves, the director of the film, there's going to be a lot of world building in this first one. And I think they already have two to, th- I think they already have the next one or two movies already planned out of where they want to go. So I think there's going to be a lot of world building in this one to kind of help prepare us for the upcoming movies. Also, just a quick thing. If you do search the Batman, um, the title itself on the Google page now has uh, two hours, 55 minutes next to it as well. There you go. So, so I'd, like I'd say it it's all but confirmed. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a long movie. I mean, for the, you think about um, Endgame was that long and it made a lot of money mm-hmm. on this kind of, but the Batman doesn't really have the same, obviously the same fan buildup as Endgame did. So I'm curious to see if this runtime is going to affect the box office at all. I assume um, with a surprise we were with Scream's turnout, this will double, quadruple that opening weekend. Yeah, I think we're looking minimum at least 160 plus, granted that nothing takes a turn for the worst. And this is a film only in theaters, correct? Correct but only in theaters for a short amount of time because they have released the HBO Max release date for it. And that is just in April, I think. I think it's like April 19th or something. Well, well, that's only a couple of months. It'll probably, I'd say by the time that comes out, we're thinking, I'd I'd say what, 400 400 to 500 million opening. I'd, I'd say opening weekend, depending how everyone's feeling by then. Yeah, it also depends on, um, I think domestically it's going to be around that 160 mark. But as mm-hmm. far as worldwide goes, it also depends on how many foreign markets it's going to be playing in. Right. Um, because that's why you can never really um, trust um, opening weekend worldwide numbers mm-hmm. uh, for the purpose of it. Every movie opens up a different amount of countries. So one movie might open up in 20 countries. The other one might open up in 35 countries. So as well, far as like the domestic goes, I think it's going to be at least 160 is where I put the over under at. Really? You don't think yeah. I, I'm, I'm shooting 200. I mean, let's I feel see. This is, I, the, this is the next superhero movie for quite some time. And uh, Spider-Man was over a month ago now. It's true, um, but Spider-Man also had like so much hype behind it. But like 160 is still a solid number. I'm gonna look up um, a couple of other box office numbers real quick um, because in order to make a billion dollars, you don't need to make a ton opening weekend. I mean, it's definitely beneficial, but I don't think uh, Aquaman, the other recent DC movie that crossed a billion. Aquaman only had a only had a 67 million or 67 mil opening weekend and that went up to cross a billion. That's um, still insane. But I think yeah. I think overall obviously HBO Max will affect this, but I I don't think it's going to hit a billion by that time though. I think this weekend is going to be its hard, biggest thing and then, unless a lot of people are talking about it, a lot of people are probably just going to hold out and wait until they can see it for free on HBO. 
Yeah, I mean, now more than ever, movies make the majority of their money in the first three weeks of release um, more than ever. So I don't think having the HBO Max release that close to it is going to hurt it too bad. Uh, but I think what I think another reason why movies make a billion dollars is repeat viewings, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think HBO Max is going to hurt it in the sense of people. I think of people who want to see it for the first time are going to see it in the theaters. Yeah. But people, if they want to see it a second time, I think that's when they're going to wait to see it on HBO Max. HBO. So I think HBO Max is going to hurt its return of viewings for it. It's like following weekends. Yeah. But uh, also an in interesting news, uh, sort of regarding Batman, um, apparently Bong Joon-ho's next film is going to star Robert Pattinson. I'm telling you, those world-class directors are lining up to work with him. No, they have to. I mean... He performed super well in the lighthouse. Uh, he always goes and states that his biggest regret is working on twilight. It might've gotten him to where he is, but everyone just thinks that he's a one tone actor, but we are starting to realize he's quite well diverse. I think when it gets closer to the Batman, um, we need to start talking about his other films, like the Rover. Uh, we can talk about lighthouse. Right. Um, what's that other, oh, his other one's, blanking on me right now hold on give me a second give me a second i haven't seen it but it's one that a lot of people talk about um he was actually pretty good in the devil all the time that's not the one i was thinking of but he was good in that um the devil all the time wasn't my favorite film yeah it was a i didn't know what the what i was supposed to get out of that movie it had a very weird um a very weird tone message to it tone piecing everything about it was strange but i think that's all just to fit into what that movie was uh-huh. uh, the one i was thinking of i just looked it up and remembered it was um good time oh good time is very good i have not seen good time oh really but yeah i need to expand my i've only seen rover lighthouse tenet pattinson's other um, non-twilight movies oh yeah no um and he does great in all of them well good time is what uh safty brothers did right before they ended up with uncut gems right yeah. yeah but this isn't a show for batman today right will correct correct amundo today we do have our list we got them all set up next to us and so we'll do it just how we've done all of our other lists. Um, we'll state what our we'll start from uh, six and go all the way up to number one. Of course, if our if our picks are close to one another, we'll both chat about them. If not, we can just move up and we'll get to them when we get to them. All right. Yeah, I don't know who started last list, but why don't I start us off this time? Sounds good to me. Um, and my sixth most anticipated MCU project of 2022 is a Disney Plus show, Miss Marvel. That would also be my number six. You know, it's it's hard for me to get excited for this because number one, um, I don't like Captain Marvel. Yep. Uh, number two, um, Monica has nothing to do with this show probably, but as she's going to be in the Marvels, um, it just puts a damper on anything Captain Marvel related for me. It's just hard for me to get excited for it. I, I have the same thing. It's like, it's a character that I'm not too fond of. Uh, even like playing um, 
the Avengers video game. Kamala's a fun yeah. character to play as, but I didn't like her so much. Uh, but Carol Danvers, I struggle to like in the Marvel universe, so I assume I'll probably struggle to like Kamala Khan. But also, this could be the one show where it's like it's at the bottom of my list, and next year when we're going through our MCU ranked again, it could be top three. Who knows? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely possible. Like I said, this character, I do know some things about it, but it also doesn't help. We haven't had a trailer. We've had some special looks about it and everything. And I have this fear that since Kamala Khan, she is like, I think the actress playing her is like 14, 15 years old. Mm -hmm. So I have a fear this is going to be a much kind of younger tone feeling a show, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But mix it with that it's a property or franchise of the MCU I'm not really a fan of. I can't really get too excited for it all too much. Which is totally understandable. I think a lot of people are going to be going into this one that same way. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm not too familiar with the work of the people directing. I don't think they've done other too many big stuff. But once again, I think that's one thing Kevin Feige and the MCU has done really well of, excuse me, is giving a small... Uh, directors a chance to do something big like Taika Waititi, uh, James Gunn, um, and a bunch of the other directors uh, got basically got their big main start from directing MCU projects. No, it's really nice to see what happens when you give uh, some of those made really good small films a big budget to see what they can actually make. Yeah. So that one's yeah. a TBA. We'll see what ends up happening. I mean, not TBA, TBD. We'll end up seeing what happens with it, but at the moment, not not the not looking the best. But I think this is kind of the yeah. weirdest thing for me. I I, w- I was quick to pick uh, Miss Marvel as my sixth pick. Honestly, my top five was a toss up. I had to think a lot, long and hard into it. Yeah. Before before we go into our top fives, I want to raise another question for you. Mm-hmm. So, Book of Boba Fett is going to be ending February 9th. Mm-hmm. The next Disney Plus show we have is going to be Moon Knight, March 30th. Yes. People are saying Moon Knight's going to premiere with two episodes. So it's done. Uh, so it's done uh, April 27th. So the next week is May 4th. So maybe Obi-Wan's going to premiere that day. Um, That'd be cool. And I think this is going to be a year that we're just going to have almost back-to-back TV shows. So I think we're aiming for a mid-June, early July Miss Marvel release date. I think that's when we're going to get that You think that's going to be our summer show? Because originally, I believe it was slated to come out before Moon Knight was, but now Moon Knight's coming out. Well, I thought Miss Marvel got delayed to like the the last one. Like it's, it's borderline secret invasion. Oh, I don't think it's that far because even in set, before even Hawkeye came out, like and I think I think it was August September, like mm-hmm. one of the main producers of distribution. I forgot her exact position title, but she said they were still pegging for Miss Marvel to be a 2021 date just back in August September. Oh, because I know so, I know they finished filming in May. Yeah, so I I think that's coming summer. I think that's wow. going to be a summer thing. We'll have um, to see. I think they're not. I think they're going to release it either before or after. I don't know exactly the, the amount of weeks each episode or each episode. Sorry, let me repeat that. I don't know how many episodes each show is going to have, 
And so I don't know if they, how they're going to coordinate that with all the movies and everything. I believe they're uh, all supposed to be six episode see. series. Six episodes. Um, that's come pretty standard now. I think six is going to be six is going to be it. Anyway, what's your five? Uh, my five is going to be She-Hulk at the moment. Oh, let's wait to talk about that a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, what be yeah, your five? that's a little bit higher up. My, my five, we might have to wait to talk about it is Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah, because you know I'm higher up on that movie than you in general. Yeah. Yeah. So probably waiting to talk about that too. Sure. All right. My number four then. Wait, what's your number five? Oh, your number five was She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Um, my number four, um, Black Panther 2. Oh, I, th- I think we're just going to have to hop in and talk because I'm a because that one's higher up than. Than that, a lot higher up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's just let's just go a list. Let's just start with my five, then Thor three. OK, and then we can go with your five. All right. um, Thor three, you know, my my biggest fear about this movie, um, and you're probably going to hear me talk about this repeatedly until the movie actually comes out is mm. I don't want it to suffer from what I call Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2 Syndrome, mm-hmm. which the first one, for like first Gardens of the Galaxy was awesome. It had such a nice, unique charm to it. It was James Gunn's first um, MCU movie, so he didn't go full James Gunn on it. But the jokes were so uh, well tied to the character. It wasn't too funny. It was the perfect uh, balance I feel like between a uh, humor and character building, but I feel like for guardians two, it was very much like a stand-up comedy special jokes were said when they didn't need to be said. And it just kind of ruined the overall development of all the characters. And I kind of have that fear with Thor love and thunder. Um, I feel like Thor Ragnarok was already on the edge of being a little bit too goofy, but still, I think Taika Waititi did a good job at, uh, bringing it back in exactly when it when it needed to but th- i feel like with thor thor love and thunder um, i just feel like taika watiti might go full taika watiti um on this and not be able to hold back as much uh as much and i'm also not the biggest fan of natalie portman as the jane character and she's coming back um, obviously, her role is going to be in a different capacity with her being uh, or having the hammer being female Thor. Um, she's not Thor, obviously, because Thor is Thor, but she's going to be possessing the powers of Thor. Um, so everything is not really uh, working for me all too much. I think mm-hmm. Ragnarok is one of the more overrated MCU movies. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot for me for uh, Thor, Thor 4 to get terribly excited for. Okay, I can see where you're coming from. So I have Th- uh, Thor Love and Thunder as my number two. Um, hyped about it because Ragnarok is one of my favorite films. Also realizing, I think we said this was the third Thor film. This is the fourth. Correct. Yes, it but, is the fourth. Yeah. Um, and so Jane Austen is actually known as um, Mighty Thor, I believe, uh, is how they differentiate her <laughs> in the thing, which is what- so confusing. Do you realize what you just said? What? You said uh, Jane Austen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jane, uh, Foster. Anyways, Jane Foster. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, but Taika Waititi is one of my favorite directors. Uh, I've liked yeah. him since his smaller works, anyways. So it's kind of hard for me to even go with, um, like, overlook him, anyways. 
Yeah. But I can see where you're nervous, especially since this one's supposed to have the Guardians of the Galaxy be featured in the film. You have no idea how that's going to lead in. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm just, I'm not, it's not like I'm a, I'm like anticipated from the work. I'm just excited to see another Thor movie by Taika in general. I don't really have much to say other than that's my whole reasoning. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love, I love a Jojo Rabbit. Mm -hmm. Jojo Rabbit was so good. And that was just the perfect balance of, that's a very, I mean, obviously movies set in the Holocaust is going to have some very dark moments, but it also had some great light and cheerful moments as well, too. Yes. Um, so I, I have to have faith in Taika that he's going to know uh, when to, I guess, to quote, I guess, lack for a better term, he has to know when to pull his punches a little bit because because Ragnarok also had some pretty dark themes with like Asgard's destruction. Mm-hmm um thor losing an eye odin dying all that stuff so i i i I don't have all of my faith lost in thor 4 but at the same time i don't have a lot of excitement for it fair enough but then at my number five i had she hulk yes she hulk which you're Um, holding higher which again this was my whole toss-up thing it's just really hard for me to pick where things were I don't have yeah. anything against it directly. I'm very excited to see Mark Ruffalo. And then Tim Roth returning is actually super sick to me. Um, yeah. I actually love him. I'm sad that he's not in everything like he was for like the early 2010s. Uh-huh. Yeah, so as far as She-Hulk goes, um, my excitement comes from the fact that um, Tatiana Maslany is a freaking uh, fantastic actress. Um, I believe she has, um, I don't know if she won an Emmy for Orphan Black, uh, but she was, a yeah, she did win an Emmy for Orphan Black, oh, which, I I am, which I am still wanting to watch eventually, but she got nominated a couple of times, so we definitely have a great actress in the role. Um, Mark Ruffalo, he's one of my favorite um, actors in Hollywood working today. Um, mm-hmm. I loved him in Spotlight. Loved him in Zodiac. I don't know what how much of a role he's going to have in this. Uh, presumably, he's going to have a big role in the first episode because he I might be the mis- transfusion. Exactly the transfusion. They keep the comic accurate, um, the comic accurate origin story. But I think with a uh, She Hulk being the whole like lawyer angle, I think there is a very interesting turn to be had there and i don't know how they're going to have abomination uh fit into it because last time we saw him he was still abomination in shang chi Uh, but yeah the main reason it's up that high is this might be a little bit of blind faith but i just with the sour taste hawkeye left in my mouth i am just hoping that mcu tv picks it back up i feel like it will with moon knight but She-Hulk, I just want them to get on a right on the right track with it. And I'm just excited to see where they go. There's a lot of mystery involved there because I don't exactly know what to expect, mm-hmm. uh, which might be why it's a little bit lower on your list, I, I, I might guess. And where uh, did you I, have this? I had this as my third. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, partly. And I just think there is a lot um, to be excited for, but at the same time, I don't know what to be excited for. I just am excited for. Oh, and get look at this. 
Uh, on IMDb, it says She-Hulk's going to be 10 episodes. So yeah, that's another thing to look forward to. I was about to bring that up, yeah, which I think is interesting that that has 10 episodes and everything else is rated for six. Um, also, the the whole lawyer aspect is what has me worried because I hope... The coolest thing that I could think that would come out of the lawyer thing is that we bring back Matt Mur- uh, Matt Murdock. Yeah. Um, he, he makes an appearance again, which I could totally see Marvel doing, but I don't want to be like four episodes of that that her struggling to i know it's supposed to be her struggling to have a normal life while also looking green yeah but i hope it doesn't fall too heavily in that and still has some action parts i i hope it follows more the line of falcon and the winter soldier where it does have its downtimes but then it also hops back into really uh hype moments Uh as well and they did have that disney plus day they had a couple of a couple of months ago, I guess now mm-hmm. they showed a brief like glimpses and clips of She-Hulk. Yeah, and I thought she might look ridiculous. She actually looks pretty good in her green form. But no, I do your, enjoy that. But going to your point of uh, possible Matt Murdock and everything, I think we are going to see uh, Charlie Cox as Matt. Excuse me, as Matt Murdock again, but I think we're going to see him in the echo show really because uh, if you watched hawkeye you know echo and there's no way kingpin's dead no there's no way right no so echo and kingpin have a very close relationship uh-huh. um but echo and then the comics echo and daredevil also have a pretty good uh, relationship, relationship as, well. as well too and so there's lots of talk about Echo just being a codename for the rebooted uh, Daredevil show. I mm-hmm. don't think it's going to go that far, but I definitely think that we're going to see Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox again, pop up in the Echo show. Big question, though. Uh, just coming off of this, are these shows supposed to take place after Spider-Man? Do we know that? You know, I am assuming so because i think in doctor strange 2 i think the multiverse is going to be solved in that movie yeah i don't think the multiverse is going to be open for too long Mm -hmm. um so i think all of these are going to be post no way home post multiverse of madness all right i I assume we'll get some confirmation sometime but i was just curious about your thoughts on that yeah we'll see uh we shall see anyways that was year five Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your four? My four is Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is my numero uno. Really? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. we flip-flopped that. That's quite surprising. Yeah. Okay. My whole problem is, I so I love Doctor Strange. Yeah. I At this point, the, the only multiverse I'm looking forward to is The Flash. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm not too curious what happens in Doctor Strange. I mean, they could throw something out that, again, going into next year, rating our list ends up being a number one, number two. Yeah. Um, But overall, I really just want to go see it so that way I can see Benedict Cumberbatch act. (laughs) Yeah, I I freaking love Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange is probably my top three or four MCU characters. I love I love the Stephen Strange character. And when you went to Disneyland recently, did you was the Avengers Campus open? Yes, and he has his like did, little did spot. You, yeah, did you see the Doctor Strange show? Yes, it's very weird. 
I love I loved that show. And I just love the Doctor Strange character. And one of the other things that really excites me about this movie is we're obviously getting Wanda back for a big part. Yes. Um, I'm excited because I love the part in the in the Doctor Strange trailer mm-hmm. where he comes to Wanda and Wanda basically says, I know I messed up. And he, then he says something like, I'm not here to talk about Westview. Yeah, I'm not here so to talk I'm, about I'm, Westview. I need your help. I'm really curious to see what the dynamic of those two is going to be. I think there's still a chance that Wanda turns out to be the villain of the movie. Really? Uh, yeah. But then there's also this theory going around that you've, I don't know if you've heard about, um, you've probably heard about it, but like the rumors of John Krasinski being Reed Richards are just like slowly picking up steam and if the rumors are to be believed, people saying they can he can make his first appearance in Doctor Strange 2. Do I think that's going to happen? No. But there are some pretty uh, the, those rumors are picking up steam quickly. Really? I have I haven't heard that. And is there a reason as to why he might appear or is it just because we were teased in WandaVision for so long? You know, there's been uh you know, I think right now Kevin Feige is leaning more into delivering on fan service, giving the th- giving the fans things that they want. Yeah, uh, because um, I there very easily could have been a different lawyer in that No Way Home scene. Yeah, uh, but he knew the fans wanted Charlie Cox's Daredevil to be in there, so he put him in there. Yeah, and f- there's been f- fan castings and rumors for so long putting John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Sue Storm Ree Richards. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see if those actually come to fruition, but this movie truly is, it's called The Multiverse of Madness, and I have no doubt that madness is going to ensue. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, in terms of what I'm thinking of it, I'm just, I'm ready for The Flash more than I'm ready for Doctor Strange. Yeah, which is kind of surprising to me, at least, because I am usually... Uh, against multiverse stuff i think mm-hmm. when the cw shows like arrow and flash brought in the multiverse they i think that's it. when it went downhill fast mm-hmm. uh but the reason this is my number one i think is because i don't think the multiverse is going to last that long because i don't think i think that's a very hard thing to push throughout lots of movies right um so i think they're going to close the multiverse in this one but I still think we're going to see repercussions of the multiverse. I just don't think the multiverse is going to be open after this one. Uh, are you are you one to think that this movie, like everyone, get, relatively everyone gets three movies? Do you think um, Doctor Strange's final movie will be his Dormammu? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. I. I. It's hard for me to believe that. Um. I do think Doctor Strange is going to be around a long time. Okay, okay. I think it's going to be around for a lot longer than we think. Interesting. But then, with that said, what would be your number three? Well, my number four. Oh is, yeah, you know this was your is, number one. That's a great point. Is Black Panther two? See, which that's is surpri- my number one. Which is surprising to me because the first Black Panther is in my top five MCU movies. Mm-hmm. I, I love the way how Black Panther is able to build Wakanda uh, and all the characters in that movie are so well done. The main reason it's lower on my list is that this movie is not going to have T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Um, 
obviously rest in peace Chadwick Boseman, and they made the decision not to recast him out of respect, which I understand. But to me, I feel like people fell in love with the T'Challa character more than they fell in love with Chadwick Boseman. Obviously, right. Chadwick Boseman helped with that, but I think the T'Challa character, because uh, I always think the character is bigger than the actor. The right. actor is there to serve the story, to serve the character. And I just, it's hard for me to get excited for a Black Panther movie that doesn't have T'Challa in it. Um, I'm also really, I love Ryan Coogler though. I love what he did with Creed, but I'm also super scared that uh, they're going to have Shuri uh, be the next Black Panther, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, but we we shall see. Why is this your number one? So actually, uh, your reason for it not being your uh, like higher on your list is the reason why it is higher on my list. Not because I had a problem with the Chalo or didn't like Chadwick Boseman. Both love the character and the and um and the uh, actor, but I'm looking forward to it most because they have to make it work without him yeah i think that's really it, it it's this weird creative threshold where it's like oh we had this idea in mind it's like well the whole person that would take that idea isn't here anymore and yeah. they had to redo the entire film because of it and figure out how to redo it and i think that's a lot more interesting that's why like it's number one compared to like thor love and thunder and and dr yeah. strange yeah but I'm looking forward to it very heavily just for that sheer reason that they have to make it work without the main thing that was behind it. Um, I feel really bad for everyone that looked, looked up to him too, because obviously the black Panther movie had more of an impact, not just in theaters and uh, for, uh, you know, film watchers, but also for a community as a whole. And I find that very sad that they lost, Mm -hmm. they lost their hero, but yeah, Seeing but, that hopefully they can do something. I, I think I've told you my 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 hope is that somehow they revive Killmonger and he just becomes Black Panther in honor of him. But see, f- for me, it makes no sense for Killmonger to be Black Panther. Oh no, it doesn't make sense at all. I just really, 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 really like Michael B. Jordan. B. Jordan. It's true. Uh, um, except for he was terrible in that. Um what was that Tom Clancy movie that Amazon did? Oh my gosh, the one that we got to view early. Yeah, what was that one called? Uh, I can't even remember. I've I've deleted that from my brain because of his report crying stints and everything. That movie was terrible. Yeah, no, that uh, movie was written to be terrible. To me, I think um, I want to hear your opinion after I give mine. But to me, I think it makes the best sense to have uh, either Mbaku or Lupita Nyong'o's character be the next Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, Black Panther is supposed to be a skilled hand-to-hand combat fighter to yes. be able to protect Wakanda. Um, Shuri's not that. I think, for me personally, uh, Shuri would prefer to stay in a lab and build equipment. For me, it doesn't make much sense for her to be a Black Panther, but M'Baku almost beat T'Challa in the fight when they challenged and he's already a warrior of a Wakandan tribe. Um, so I think that makes sense. And same goes with the Pita Nyong'o's character. Already the head, or I guess co-head of a Wakandan tribe and a skilled hand-to-hand combat fighter. So I think I really want those two to be the next Black Panther. But I think they are going to go the Shuri route a little bit. Really? Yeah. 
Um, I'm actually a believer of yours, uh, your theory. Yeah, to me, it just makes more sense for one of those two to be a Black Panther. But I think I... it's funny because I don't actually believe that'll be Dan. Uh, that'll uh, I, I think it's going to be Lupita. I sure hope so. But the reasoning I sure why hope so is if uh, at Disney did did they have the Black Panther thing happen while you're at Disneyland? Yeah, she she leads it. Nakia that's, is the one who leads it the entire time, and I think they're just trying to reinforce that that's the character yeah, you're gonna be looked for. That's not the um, that's not the, the Pina Nyong'o character who leads that though. Really? She said her name was Nakia when I was there. Did she? Yeah. Did she? Because I thought the hold on, let me look at this real quick. I thought the um, the person who was supposed to lead that was oh shoot, what's her Wait, name? Wait, do I have it wrong, or is it or is it Okoye? Okoye, yeah, that's what it is. It's... No, I'm thinking of Okoye. I'm getting everyone. Okay, there. right, no worries. Yeah, Okoye is not Lapita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. Nyong'o. Um, but I, I, Nakia, Lapita Nyong'o's character, I think Nakia or Mbaku, like I said, would be my choices. I just sure hope it's not Shuri. But then again, a great story, great script could change my could change my opinion on that very quickly. I think we're gonna find out by the end of the end of the show. It'll be like, hey. This is your new Black Panther. At the end of the show? I mean, end of the movie, yeah. <laughs> um, I think they're going to tease it in a trailer, but obviously with Marvel, you can't uh, trust the trailers. Mm-hmm. I also think there is a good um, a good option that they've kept like a, like a casting under wraps. Yeah. And I think the next Black Panther might be someone completely new. That'd be insane as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I well, think with, that might, so with I think that you know. said, the only film that, or not even film, the only show we're missing from our both of our lists would be Moon Knight. Yes, Moon Knight's my number two. Where is it on your list? See, that's my number three. Okay. <laughs> Finally, one that's in the, we've had two the similarly close. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, most of our other lists have been pretty much identical, and this one is all over the place. So it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's good to have that variety. But exactly. why don't you start off with Moon Knight this time? Okay, um, so I'm actually looking forward to Moon Knight because he's actually one of my favorite characters uh, that Marvel has as a property and something I never would have thought they'd create a show, let alone um, put in the MCU. Uh, yeah. I've liked him ever since I played as him in Marvel's Ultimate Alliance uh, 2, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember which game he was in, but I like the character. I think he's interesting. He's, a, he's cool because he tackles mental health because he uh, deals with uh, disassociative identity disorders yeah um and how he evolves into this uh, egyptian gods he's the closest thing to batman that the mcu has yeah when they first started off they called him the marvel batman equivalent yeah and he's got it's kind of interesting because he is stronger than batman but he also has he's a lot more hand-to-hand combat than he is gadgets yeah I really like the costume. The new trailer we just got is really, really uh-huh. cool. It actually hyped me up. I was debating about putting it as my number two as well, um, just with how much I'm looking forward to. Also, uh, love that Oscar Isaac is the character, which is insane. Uh huh. Oscar Isaac is such a great actor. Oh, he's incredibly good. And uh, he's been a lot more, which is really nice too. Uh huh. Yeah. So then it's your number two. So you have a pretty good hype level on it as well. Yeah, I love Egyptian mythology. Um, and obviously, if you know Moon Knight, some of his backstory comes from his power 
getting uh, his power coming from the Egyptian moon god. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot his name right now. Well, it's really interesting about the trailer. Um, it doesn't seem like they are uh, basing it off of one uh, specific iteration of the character. No. Um, it sounds like they are combining all of them to create a new iteration of the character. Um, I think Ethan Hawke is going to kill it in this role as like the show's villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that new trailer just looks so intense uh, for a Disney property and for an MCU property. I'm excited to see how dark they're willing to go with it. Yeah, no, uh, he's definitely a more gritty character, and especially given yeah. that he has these such issues with his life. Um, yeah, I feel like th- if depending depending on how this how he's portrayed in this. We'll answer that question of Echo being a Daredevil reboot type deal. Yeah, because Daredevil itself, it was still it was more dark and gritty. Uh, obviously, this the place that uh, Hell's Kitchen isn't as bright and shiny yeah. as other places. Yeah, uh, but another reason I'm super excited for Moon Knight is this is kind of uh, this is going to be the first MCU property. Um, at least TV property in a while that it's going to be about a character we've never met before. Like this is the first time uh, we're going to meet Moon Knight. I mean, that's just is super exciting to me. And uh, what's the, I just pulled it up and forgot. I really should be more prepared with uh, show notes and stuff. But as I'm looking at Moon Knight here, um, there is one of the directors did something that I really, really enjoyed. Can't remember. Maybe it was one of the writers. Um, anyways, I can't remember, but I'm just super excited uh, for, holy. Okay. And it's going to be six episodes, I think, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, but that March 30th day, I was kind of hoping it was going to come sooner. Yeah. I really March wish 30th. it was going to be. But then we also had the weird thing happen as of uh, today, sadly. The Gaspard Ulil, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but his tragic passing, he's supposed to be the oh, main yeah. villain in this show. And I wonder how they'll end up dealing with that. Yeah, I mean, luckily, uh, yeah, Midnight Man. I think he was one of Moon Knight's original villains. Yes. Uh, Moon Knight Man was. Uh, but maybe his character didn't even make it through the show. I no, he's to supposed to be it, the prominent one. He he could be the prominent villain, but maybe the villain doesn't make it throughout the entire show. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe he dies or something, but it is gonna be uh really sad. It kind of is uh, watching the show, you can kind of watch it in a different light now about yeah, because of his passing. But I mean, in the hands of Disney, I'm sure the show's going to be great. I'm sure all these shows are going to be great. But Moon Knight is my most hyped show. And then Wakanda Forever being my most hyped movie. Yeah, like uh, going to that, why don't you uh, go through your list again? Uh, starting from six, going up to one. All right. So at number six, I had Miss Marvel, five She-Hulk, four Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, three Moon Knight, two Thor Love and Thunder, and one Wakanda Forever. What was yours? For me, uh, I had Miss Marvel at six, Thor Love and Thunder at five, uh, Wakanda Forever at four, She-Hulk at three, 
Moon Knight at two and Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness at one. And one thing I forgot to mention as we talked about Doctor Strange 2, Sam Raimi directing it. I think yeah, I totally forgot a, about that, honestly. I'm definitely going to have a more of a horror feel, I think. Um, and I think that's something Moon Knight and Doctor Strange are going to have in common. But we'll have to save these. That way, when we look back next year, yes. we can see how much of our list stood true. Exactly. Hmm. All right. So we did have something else we wanted to talk about. Um, we are going to be doing this new segment of the show uh, every now and then. Don't have a name for it yet, but we are calling it. Um, uh, we are calling it, I guess, homework assignment. Now that's a working title, where <laughs> um, I give George a movie to watch uh, over the weekend. And then uh, he's going to give me a movie to watch over the weekend. And we're going to come back and talk about it next week to see what we thought of uh, each movie. Um, so, George, you have uh, a movie. I know you gather a list together. Uh, yes. But why don't you pick out one to, uh, and uh, one that is going to be my homework assignment. And let's see if I've seen it or not. All right. Have you seen the movie rush rush is that that that's that ron howard yes. uh, daniel Bruhl, chris hemsworth formula one movie right exactly i have not seen rush um i believe it's yeah it's still on netflix um it is by far i've, I've literally just watched it offhandedly and was okay. blown away by how good that movie is. Yeah, why don't you give me a couple so if I don't have a chance to see one, I can pick from uh, another couple. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give me like one or two more? All right, uh, I have Better Off Dead. Oh, I freaking love that movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's one of the straight 80s comedy. You can't get better than that. Oh, that um, movie is so good. How about The Green Book? Green Book? I did see that as well, too. Ooh, uh, um, best picture winner yes I, I figured you might have i just wasn't 100 sure did you watch did you ever get a chance to watch the peanut butter falcon that was an awesome movie too oh, i forget what ones we talked about how about have you did you were you able to watch pig i have not seen pig all right that is that the weird kind of random nicholas cage movie right right so maybe I will try to watch um, either Pig or or Rush. I believe Pig is a Hulu and then Rush is available on Netflix. Cool. I shall try and uh, watch those. Um, watch those if I have time. No Fantastic. promises, but I will. I will certainly try. All right. All right. I have a couple of homework assignments for you. Sounds good. Um, have you seen uh, Minority Report? Yes. Fantastic Spielberg wonderful. Tom Cruise classic. Yeah. Have you seen The Founder with Michael Keaton? That's the McDonald's one. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. So good, right? Yes. Um, have you seen a quiz show? oh um i want to say i have but i'm also not 100 that's uh 
that's the one where the guy's trying to the, sue the company because they made him lose, right? Made him lose, and you figure out kind of how to hack the or like get answers for the quiz show. Yeah, Directed like it starts Robert off. Robert Redford. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You have seen that? Mm-hmm. All right. Have you seen Empire of the Sun? I have not. Oh, this is. I, I don't know if this is Christian Bale's first acting credit, but he was very young when he made this movie. Um, oh. It is a Christian Bale movie uh, directed by Steven Spielberg about uh, Christian Bale plays a young boy in a Japanese internment camp uh, during World War II. Whoa. Or like, mm. I don't know, not in a internment camp, but like tries to survive under Japanese occupation uh, during World War II. That's quite insane. I believe it's on HBO Max. That's what I'm seeing as well. Uh, but that is, it's a solid movie. Uh, John Malkovich, Christian Bale. Uh, ben Stiller? I think so. Weird. I don't think he has a very big role in it. Um. If I remember correctly, it's been a couple years since I've seen this movie, but it's been, it was nominated for six six Oscars. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have a best original score because, of course, John Williams. Yes. Uh, film editing, best sound, art direction, costume design, cinematography. Uh, but I think it's uh, I think it is a um, Steven Spielberg movie mm-hmm. that uh, flies under the radar for a lot of people. Um, so let's see this movie. I want to see how old 87 is when this movie came out. When was Christian Bale born? Let's see how old he was. Christian Bale was born in 1974. So he's about 11. Yeah, 11. I think it was 13 when the movie came out. So he's probably 11, 12 when he was filming it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's a it's a great one. That's incredible. I didn't know he was well, I mean, usually someone, but that's a bigger film for someone to start off acting in. Yeah, like again, I don't know if it was his um let me go to his IMDb real quick. Don't know if it was his first role. Uh but it, it, it was it was one of his first. Yeah. It was his, it looks like it was his second movie role. I think this is his first like major his motion first picture. Major his first major role. Oh. Yeah. Then five years later he did newsies. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, big change up. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think you should try and watch a Empire of the Sun. Okay, uh, I can over do that. Because it, it it's a solid movie. I got a lot of free time. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know what my schedule is looking at, but I'll definitely try and um, try and watch Rush. We'll see how that goes. All right. Sounds good to me. And then what? uh, Do you want to do it next week's first episode or next week's second episode? Which one are we going to leave the reviews on? I think we're going to... Yeah, good question. So I think next week uh, we're going to be doing... Uh, we're going to be reviewing both Schumacher Batmans. Um, that way we can fit us, in Lego Batman. Exactly. Neither of us have seen Batman forever. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting conversation with. But we really don't want to spend too much time talking about a Batman and Robin. So that's why we felt comfortable um, 
putting those two together. So I think we just keep our same schedule, right? Doing the Batman movies uh, first episode of the week and then the second episode. Um, and the reason we're doing this is we want to prove to you guys that we can talk about movies that aren't comic book related stuff. But obviously, since that is one of the most popular things going on right now, we felt like uh, that, that was a good thing to do right now. But George, your homework assignment, Empire of the Sun. Uh, mine is Rush. And we shall see uh, if I'm able to do it. I think we, I think we've got it in the bag. So, yes, cool, cool. But so this this weekend, be sure try and watch Rush, but be sure to get your Batman's in. Yes, because uh, we'll have a lot to talk about there. Yes, we will. Um, anyways, uh, before we go, I think our tagline of the of the podcast, not necessarily a tagline, uh, but uh, what what are some of your recommendations that our listeners can uh, our listeners can watch this upcoming weekend? I'd say uh, if you want to, uh, I told Will to watch Pig. I do recommend that everyone watches Pig. If you really want to see some sort of Nicolas Cage renaissance, he's really, really amazing in that movie. The whole movie is very interesting and also stars one of the Wolf brothers. I think Alex Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um also still on still on like a uh kind of a foreign film kick um and recently i watched i believe is is it say say my name oh yeah i think i know which one you're talking about yeah um i watched that one um not yesterday but the day prior and yeah it was it was nominated for like best uh, best animated picture. I think it might have won it. I'm not even sure, but yeah, it's like a 99. It's 98 on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. It's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's say my name, remember my name, something something name. I apologize, I don't have the title offhand, but yeah. yeah. What would you recommend? Recommend well, the first thing that comes to mind is I think I'm only going to give one recommendation today, uh, but. Andrew Garfield is all the rage right now, uh, obviously because of his potential Oscar winning performance in Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, but also, of course, he recently reprised his role as Peter Parker in Spider-Man No Way Home. So I'm going to give uh, my suggestion to what I think is uh, the best performance Andrew Garfield has done. And that is the social network. Mm. Um, I think social network. Yeah, Social Network, number one, written by Aaron Sorkin. I think, uh, without a doubt, one of the best screenwriters of all time. Directed by David Fincher, who's one of the most particular directors of all time. Uh, But you have great uh, performances from um, Jesse Eisenberg. uh, Justin Timberlake is in there. uh, The Army Hammer does great in there. But I think that's Andrew Garfield's best performance. And so if you are beginning to love Andrew Garfield more and more because of Tick, Tick, Boom and A No Way Home, I think that um, I think Social Network is truly going to open you up to how talented of an actor Andrew Garfield actually is. I, I think that's also a wonderful choice. It was kind of our introduction to him. Uh, he also he's he's yeah. a really fantastic actor. He oh, that is, movie is man. your name. My apologies. Your name. That's what it was. Yes. Um, And actually, I might give another recommendation right now, too. Um, The other time uh, Andrew Garfield got nominated, I mean, assuming he gets nominated for Tick, Tick, Boom, which I'll be shocked if he doesn't. 
But the other time he was nominated for an Academy Award was, of course, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. Yep. And so if you want to see another great performance of Andrew Garfield, um, a really big tearjerker. Yeah. Mm. Hacksaw Ridge is definitely one for you. But anyways, I'm excited to get to all this movie watching this weekend. It's sure to be a, a grand old good old time. Um, other than that, um, there's a good chance you might have an official name for the podcast next week. I'd say uh, we're at we like 89%. 89% sure. We shall see. We're certified uh, but... fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but other than that, um, I hope everyone has... Uh, a great weekend uh, watching movies like we will have a great day everyone see it all right bye bye